Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I know what it's like not to have money. So the only way to make money is to be willing to take the opportunities when they arise. Um, but to do that, there is a level of risk that needs to be accepted. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. In this episode, we're back again with Stephen Trong, a property investor with over 17 years worth of experience in the field. With a decade of positive returns in properties in both Sydney and Hobart, Trong shares his number one rule when it comes to success in the field. He also shares his past troubles with investing in property and how he overcame them. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Coming from an unprivileged background as a Vietnamese refuge, Trong and his family struggled to attain any assets during the first few years in the country. Inspired by the way his parents saved for their first property, Trong is now the owner of a strong property portfolio. However, the start to his trek to success was anything but easy. I, I think the only thing that really held me back was was, uh, uh, was trying to find funding or was actually finding the funds for it. Because um, I remember a saying I once heard, I don't know where, uh, I can't remember where, but which said, if you owe the bank $10,000, then that is your problem. But if you owe the bank $10 million, then that's their problem. Um, <laughs> so, um, so whatever the amount the bank was willing to lend me, I was happy to take. Um, and having worked in banks for, for many years, um, I, I mean, uh, it, didn't, it wasn't too difficult to, to obtain funding um, to, to a certain extent. Um, currently, it's been a little more difficult um, as to obtain investor and interest earned loans. Uh, but I, I think if you look hard enough, there are still lenders willing to lend. Um, um, I think right now I've maximised my exposure to the major banks. Uh, so I'll probably sit on the sidelines for the medium term until hopefully the banks are less stringent with their loan assessments. Um, but yeah, I think funding is, is was probably the main thing that was holding me back. Not only was funding an issue for his first property, he also struggled with borrowing for the properties he wanted to buy further into his investment career. I think uh, even from the first property, um, uh, like going through all the, the assessments and so forth, obviously once there's more exposure, um, once a bank has more exposure to you, then it becomes more difficult. But um, even the first property, it was, it was probably hard to, to get the funding. Um, 
you know, I, I was never, I guess, uh, worried about uh, about um, borrowing money and 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 and, and buying a, a property. Um, even though even though it was my first investment property, um, uh, but uh, just try, trying to find the funding was was re- really holding me back, and, uh, and, and it took a while for my with my first investment property to be able to to to, to find that funding. Uh, um, um, especially when you went to the banks asking them for an investment loan, um, and them questioning me as to you know what, what do I know about investing in property, but um, you know. If you've got the right, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, mortgage brokers or, or relationship managers in the banks, um, they make it a lot easier. Trung was able to overcome his lack of knowledge in property investment by regularly reading property investor magazines and books. My, my, my favorite, obviously, Michael Yardney's one, and, and so forth. And, and, and I think, I think, like I said, I think. Cam McClellan's um, my four-year-old the property investor was was a good one. I remember a, a close friend of mine when discussing property invest, investing about 15 years ago did mention Rich Dad Poor Dad. I still haven't read that book, but I know most people do recommend it, and I, I will probably read it one day. But um, but I think yeah, the, my four-year-old the property investor I think is a good one because it talks just very basic uh, and easy to understand book. Like I said, about 10 or 15 years ago, um, before I actually started investing, he told me he read some books of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and one thing he got from them was to just do it. It's like my slogan. Um, I think what they call paralysis by analysis would be the worst thing to suffer from. Um, you know, don't overanalyze. Um, yeah, I think it's better to be in the market than to not be in, in it. Um, like uh, from from my first investment, uh, when we went down to to, to uh, Tasmania to and we decided to buy in Bernie, um, we did do some research, but we didn't overanalyze because if the numbers work, then the numbers work, and if you buy it for uh, positive gearing, then then it works for positive gearing. If you're not if you're buying it for capital growth, then it has to work for capital growth. But you know, if you do the numbers, then it seems to work. Better to be in the market than not to be in the market. So, how did you go about finding the right people to help you? I mean, funnily enough, I've recently started to get into probably podcasts, um, actually podcasts in general. Um, but I think the only resource I had for many years was Property Investor Magazine, like um, I think um, one that no longer exists now in print form, at least the Australian Property Investor Magazine. And um, uh, I mean, I quite enjoy reading those property investment magazines. But as um, and as for mental tours, I, I must. Admit there probably wasn't anyone, but um, I think back in those early days, uh, or early 2000 and mid 2000s, um, like apart from property magazines uh, and a few books, I guess, I, uh, there wasn't anything really out there. Um, I know, like with um, some books, I mean, Michael Yardney's got um, a property update app right now, which which is quite good. Um, and I mean, I've read. The um, my four-year-old, the property investor by Cam McClellan. Um, but uh, apart from those few books, it, it was really just um, probably I had a good uh, a good accountant. I've 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 i had good relationship managers at the banks. Um, or, or I mean that team that I built around me. That was probably the uh, I guess you can call them the mentors because they, they made it a lot easier for me to to, to borrow money into investing property. While Trong does not owe his success to anyone, he 
He admits that he was able to find some great investment deals due to the work with his property manager. Yeah, relationship managers and bank managers who who, who maintain a relationship with you and 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 know know the tricks of the trade and how to you know uh, get the, uh, your loan application approved quicker and and so forth. I didn't have any exposure, but I, I must admit, including many lawyers I've worked with, um, I guess I'm willing to take the risk. Uh, I know that. I know what it's like not to have money. So the only way to make money is to be willing to take the opportunities when they arise. Um, but to do that, there is a level of risk that needs to be accepted. Um, I think lawyers, by nature, are generally conservative and are risk and, and are very risk adverse, especially the ones that I I, I work with. Uh, I mean, it's also helped to be knowledgeable about property law. But I think nothing is more important than, I guess, hard work and and a, I guess a desire to succeed. Yeah, but uh, and and I've got I've, I've had a great um, uh, a property manager down in in Hobart um, who who I've I've started I've, I've had a relationship there for about fifteen years and uh, yeah I mean I've bought properties uh, where I've just asked him to go and so which I haven't seen which I've just asked my property manager to go and and have a look at and he'd come back to me and say yeah that that, that looks okay and I'll go and arrange you know the property. Uh, Inspection by 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 a builder and so forth, but um, yes, yeah, so there's a few properties I've, I've I had never saw before I, I bought it. I mean, I've uh, I'll, I'll go on the internet and, and see a property which I like, and you know, I'd get my property manager down there to go have a look at it, and uh, you know, and he'd be honest with me. He'd tell me, no, that's 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 not a good property because of this or this, or I'll say, yeah, that's that's good value there. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Trong's strategy and how he built a portfolio worth over $5 million. It's like you take the equity out of you know, the, the, the properties that you currently have and, and use it to, to, as a deposit for, for another property. Trong breaks down his 10-year journey on property investment. Each year, it seemed like we'll end up purchasing one property down in Hobart. Um, and over about a 10-year period, we had about 10 properties down there. So it was like a buy and hold and also, it was kind of like rent vesting. How he catered his risk-taking mindset to make the safe investments. If, if you're not willing to take the risks, then uh, you're not going to get the returns. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying property? Unsure which suburb to choose? Let me share with you an amazing tool. It's called Location Score and it's the simplest way to decide where to buy profitable property all over Australia. Created by property experts Ben Kingsley, Bryce Holloway and Jeremy Shepard. You can check it out at propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score. Also, when you buy through my affiliate link, I'll give you one month access to the Property Investory Club where you can learn from the experts and be part of a private property investing community valued at $99. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score to claim your special offer. For Trong, the key to success is always the ability to take calculated risks and fearlessly jump on board opportunities when they present themselves. I think uh, what I said previously was like, um, I think unlike me, other lawyers, um, I'm willing to take risks. So I think it's the the habit of willingness to take, I guess, calculated risk. And, and like lawyers, again, by nature, are generally very conservative and risk adverse. I mean, obviously, it's helped with my 
on my understanding of my knowledge about property law as well. But I think there's nothing more important than the hard work, of course, and a desire to succeed and the willingness to take the opportunities when it presents itself. Um, if, if you're not willing to take the risks, then uh, you're not going to get the returns. He was able to make smart use of his money by saving a portion of his income and profits from previous properties to buy more in Hobart. I, I would like to think it's, it was skill. Uh, I think my wife would probably just say it's probably just luck. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... It was, I think it was a consistent purchase of, on average, about one property every year. Um, so each year I would receive a small bonus from my employer at the time, wherever I was working at. And with that and some little savings, uh, we would go down to Hobart and look for a property to buy. Most of my properties are positively geared, like I've said, um, including all those in Hobart. Given the great rental yields or the low interest rates and high rents that we currently have, I was able to continue buying properties for about 10 years. I mean, there was periods where it was high interest rates in those 10 years, I think around during the 2009 period, the 2008 period. Um, but I, ne- I never thought about a strategy at the time, but I guess that that, w- that was my strategy, just to, to each year it seemed like we'll end up purchasing one property down in Hobart. Um, and that over about a 10-year period, we had about 10 properties down there. So it was like a buy and hold, and also it was kind of like rent vesting because uh, for about maybe from 2010 to 2000 to just early this year, uh, we'd been renting where we are living in Sydney. Um, only recently we finally moved into one of our uh, properties. So for many years there, we were, I guess, what you would call rent vesting. He would later go on to buy properties in Sydney as well, lessening his exposure in Hobart and diversifying his investments. We, we actually just had some savings. Also, we had some capital growth in our Hobart properties. So, like a very basic way to do it was, um, and I'm, I'm surprised, you know, more people don't, don't do this, when, especially when I explain it to them. It's like, you take the equity out of, you know, the, the, the properties that you currently have and, and use it to, to, as a deposit for, for another property. Um, but, uh, I mean, that, that was really basically... Um, how we started buying in Sydney. We were lucky it was just before the boom. So um, when around 2012, we started uh, buying um, property in Sydney close to where we were renting. So uh, we knew the markets because we lived in in that market. We had lived in that market for about 10 years. So yeah, and we we saw the the property prices gradually increase. And so we we decided to to buy, I guess, a house uh, close to where we lived. And then we bought an apartment. And then we bought another apart, uh, another house in the outer western region. But uh, I kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen in Sydney around 2012, so that's why we uh, started buying in Sydney. With the use of this simple strategy, he has built a portfolio worth over $5 million and with an overall positively geared cash flow, he's sure to make more. From last I looked, and I, I should look at this more often of course, but... Uh, I, I do have like a spreadsheet, and I think currently it's worth about five million. And um, the cash flow, it's currently positively geared. Um, so the overall cash flow is um, currently positively geared. The Sydney properties are negatively geared, and that kind of works for me from a uh, employment perspective and tax perspective as well. Um, but uh, overall, it's slightly positively positively geared uh, each month. 
to the value of a, a few hundred dollars. My Hobart properties uh, offset the negatively geared aspects of my Sydney property. Mm. And that, that's really good because therefore the properties itself can pay itself off without you having to put too much more in or put anything in and therefore you've got a, a good balance of, of growth properties and also positive cash flow properties which is ideally a good portfolio to have. Yes, yes, yeah. So um, it's uh, it's something I guess I've, I've learned from yes, reading again magazines and the property investor magazines and, uh, and, uh, and reading certain books and obviously listening to podcasts. To many, Chong's property investment career may sound sterile and standard for a businessman but his motivation and inspiration is much more homely than you may think. Funnily enough, I think to some extent it's probably maybe retire one day and do something else other than legal work and banking work and uh, and property is, is, is something that I've uh, always been interested in and um, whether or not they end up being... Uh, Doing property development or continuing on investing, but um, it really is so that uh, you know, one day I can quit my, my day job. I guess. And I, I admire that as well. And I think you're well on your way, especially when you've already got a strong asset sitting behind you as well, too. It's just a matter of time. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, currently I'm 41. Um, I, I do intend to stop my practice of law at around 50 years of age and get into property investing and development. Um, but I guess at this stage, um, I, I think it would be good to, to have that steady income to, to continue to build uh, build on my portfolio until uh, I have uh, the confidence to retire or to do something else. One of Trong's biggest regrets in property investment is the fact that he didn't buy more, nor push the banks to lend more money. So I met myself 10 years ago, or more, more realistically, as I travelled back in time ten years and defied back to the future rules by interacting with myself, I, I would tell me to push the banks to lend me more money to buy more properties, and of course recommend that I buy into Bitcoin, Facebook, Snapchat, and all those shares. But uh, <laughs> yes, that's it. You know, hindsight's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think and a lot of people, I guess, say this, but um. To buy more, but it, it, you can only buy more if you've got the funding to buy more. I, I would have bought much more if if, 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 if the bank, banks would have lent it to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I guess more important than any of this would be to say to myself, value your family, especially my mother who has since passed away. But you know, value your, your family because I, I guess that's you know, the relationships uh, are the most important. Because you you do all this, maybe a lot of people do this so that. You know, the, the next generation can, can, can benefit from, from it because, uh, like I said, from my, my parents, they, they took my sister and I over to, to Australia because that, to, to give us a better life. So, you know, it's, you try to do the same for, for your kids and I guess hopefully they'll do the same for their kids. For the near future of property investment, Trong isn't too worried, willing to hold on to his properties in spite of any disruptions that may interfere. Um, I'd say... I mean, I think there's there may be some disruption in the property industry in the next five years. Like you know, people talk about smart contracts and systems, blockchain and big data and all that. Um, I think it will be exciting, and those who can embrace the change will do well out of it. However, at the end of the day, I think property is, is property. I mean, it's a tangible asset, and if you buy well and hold on to it for the long term, then you'll you should always do well out of it. I mean, I'm currently in a holding pattern in my investment journey and waiting for funding to be more readily available by the banks. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, 
you hear in the media about you know, property prices are going to bust and all that, but I think that's that's all for headlines and readership. You know, I think if you hold on to property, and it's always a long term, a long long term gain, or you have to wait for 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 maybe ten, fifteen, or twenty years. But in the long term, it should always do do well. Thank you to Stephen Trong, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Stephen Trung and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.